It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That concludes the longest crosstalk in the history of crosstalks. Now it's time for the award-winning Midday with Trey and BK. Happy Friday to everybody out there. We're holding it down on Texas Sports Unfiltered until 1 o'clock. Of course, make sure to like the video on YouTube. If you haven't yet, hit us up on the Coda text line if you're tuned in on the app, 512-222-9328. We'll talk some NFL Combine. We've got to get into this ridiculous college football playoff expansion proposal and uh, a great where are we at in society story, which is a culmination of something we talked about at the very end of yesterday's program. We are jam-packed on a Friday. Happy Friday, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Please make sure to keep that Charlie Strong on a stool photo in the uh, in the StreamYard archive, if you don't mind. I- I'm going to need to uh, look at that one from time to time, much like the, uh, the-, the waving human collie that we haven't played in far too long on the midday show oh this one our guy toko go down he goes <laughs> oh he's talking and there's the wave yep that's I, I need to remember every time we talk about AM that video has to be played it's like a no no low contendo is that what they say in court no that's not right it, it needs to be an every time thing though they're saying this looks like the Aggie mascot Reveille. <laughs> exactly. Hi, Toko. Hi. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yes, it's their fucking mascot, a collie dog. That if it barks in class, everybody gets out of class. Or if it jumps on your bed and you're uh, the cadet responsible for taking care of it, it gets the bed for the night and you have to sleep on the floor. Dude, I would fucking kick that collie off my bed so quickly if I were the cadet responsible for taking care of that Toko dog in College Station. Is that a real rule? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Both of those things are legit. I knew the first one was legit. Like I've heard the, if Reveille's in your class and she starts barking, then everybody gets let out of class. But I did not know the, whoever's watching Reveille, if she jumps in the bed, then she gets the bed and you don't. That's right. Hmm. How cool the Corps of Cadets is. That is so cool, man. I always thank them for their service whenever I see them. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, I thank them for for uh, for dressing up and playing soldier with their college careers. It's uh, very generous of you guys, <laughs> dude. If I were in a class with Reveille, I I might have to uh, revert to what I was really good at. Gosh, this was late elementary into junior high. I was a world class spitballer uh, as I was entering adolescence. So I would I would maybe have to return to those roots if I were in a class with that dog it's not going to maim the dog it's not going to hurt the dog long term it may get it to yelp a little bit though and if so you get out of class that day smart yeah you got to do something play one of those like dog whistles those super high-pitched noises that dogs hate so much just True. dog whistles another good one there may be yeah. a tone, an, another tone like a tone machine that you can bring in there you've got to mix it up you can't do the same thing over and over again because then they'll be on to you yeah, it's a good point, but I guess a good bit if you get out of class. So Reveille's got to take one for the team. If dogs really are man's best friend, then then she'll come through in that spot and give you a half day. Um, how about this? Breaking news out of the world of college football. This dropped within the last two hours. Some major changes are coming to the sport starting in 2024, so this coming season. Three new additions to college football are coming our way. Number one, we're going to have a two-minute warning in college football starting this upcoming season. So, of course, we've had that bit in the NFL at the end of each half forever. You've never had that, at least to my knowledge, in college football. But it is coming to college football. 
They are arguing that it helps with clock rules, but we're not stupid. We realize that that helps with adding another commercial break. So college football and the TV partners get to make more money. You're right about that. However, I don't hate this if they're not going to change anything else about the clock stoppage rule in the second and fourth quarters of games. I think the ultimate solution is not the two-minute warning because how, how much closer are you trying to get to the NFL here? There are some subtle differences in the game that can be enjoyable for both one side or the other. I would begin stopping the clock more uh, when first downs move the chains and it's still in the field of play, things like that. Because right now I feel like it's like the three or four minute mark or something, isn't it? Like it's entirely too low. It may even be down to two minutes. It needs to be extended to the last, I don't know, five to seven minutes of each half. Yeah, I, I don't hate that they changed that rule last off season where they stopped stopping the clock after every single first down. Agreed. That was totally unnecessary. I've been yelling about that for years. And it kind of feels like even though they sped up the game in terms of the clock, they just added more commercials and the games themselves didn't actually speed, which is a huge problem with college football. We obviously still love it. But the beauty of the NFL is like if it's a regulation game, you know, it's going to take three hours and like that's it. College football, I mean, you can get into four, you can get into four and a half. Like, it was getting out of control. I think the games were marginally faster last year with the new clock rules, but once again, it feels like the TV partners, they took advantage of uh, those long broadcast windows, and they just added more spots to make up on that time. So, um, yeah, look, anything to make college football a little bit faster, I'm okay with. I think it's just the last two minutes of the halves where they do the clock stopping bit. I wouldn't hate it moving to the last five minutes of each half to where you still kind of have that uniqueness of college football and comparing it to the NFL. So if they do that, I'm okay with it. But yeah, I don't know. Two minute warning that that adds some suspense, I guess. I, I don't think that is that big of a of a deal either way. So according to research from The Athletic, now, granted, this was a month into the 2023 season, and it felt like games were getting longer throughout the year, too. Um, but through week three of 2023, there was a six-minute difference between 22 and 23. Like, whatever your bullshit excuse is for changing the rules, and I agree with you, that rule needed to be changed. I thought it was ridiculous that early in the first quarter, really, you're stopping the clock? To move the chains right now, let's go. Come on. You can speed this process along a little bit and still maintain the integrity of the game. Uh, it's not doing what you promised it would. And yeah, shame on you for uh, grabbing more dollars and just trying to do so ever so subtly. It's a slight price increase, right, BK? It's not a, a big whopping increase all at once where you do both things and there's no uh, quantifiable difference. Uh, but there's also a way, I think, to dial it back a little bit. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with the two-minute warning. I would like to see them stopping the clock a little bit earlier at the ends of half, certainly at the end of the fourth quarter, uh, if not the end of the uh, the second quarter, too. I believe it's a blended 6% increase for uh, for those spots that you're talking about. There, there you go. That's the theme of today's show. Apparently. The other two additions, one of them's not as big as the other, at least from us, from a fan perspective. They will now have tablets on the sidelines of college football games. Obviously, that's a huge part of the NFL. You see those guys on the Microsoft Surface tablets all the time when they're on the sideline. Uh, that's technology. It's obviously been around. It's been perfected at the NFL level. It is now coming to college football. And one that I think could really help Texas, helmet communication is finally coming to college football. So you're not going to have those... It's actually a little sad. You're not going to have those assistant coaches and those fifth string players holding up those ridiculous poster boards with absurd logos from TV shows and movies and pictures of random people's faces. Uh, you would think that stuff's going by the wayside, but now, yes, the coaches will be able to communicate with some players through the helmets, which I think is a good thing. You're telling me Steve Sarkeesian can talk to Quinn Ewers until there's 15 seconds. That's the NFL rule. 15 seconds on the play clock is when the headset shuts off and you can no longer hear. So if you're telling me that, yeah, Sark, get the guys up to the line of scrimmage, he can see what Quinn is seeing, and they can make some adjustments on the fly just like that, obviously that could benefit other teams too, but I think that's something that could really benefit the Longhorns. Yeah, and this was bound to happen after the Michigan sign-stealing scandal too. I mean, this was maybe the most surefire rule change that we were going to get this offseason. 
And welcome to 2024 college football. Yeah, we talk about the the level getting too close to the NFL on certain things. This is something that should have been a no-brainer a long time ago, but I guess I'm glad that it's it is being implemented now rather than even later. Thank you by the way, Rex St. Charles. It is the last 2 minutes of each half in college football. That's way too fucking short, dude. Way too short. So yeah, the two-minute warning is going to help. Even with the two-minute warning, I wish they they would push that out to maybe four or five minutes, but they are just trying to align it. Not totally, but they're trying to align it more with the NFL, I guess, in that regard. Yeah, I think my take when the rule change happened last year was two minutes at the end of the first half is fine, but five minutes at the end of the game would be preferred. Um, just on that one. a little bit more of a college football feel. And there was no two-minute warning, so it didn't feel like you were adding too many stops. With the two-minute warning, yeah, obviously very NFL-like, and you sort of get that built-in stop. Not as many as you would have had back in the day with the first down rules, but uh, that's where we're at. So, yeah, I mean, look, shockingly, for as much as we dunk on the NCAA, I don't love the two-minute warning deal. I don't hate it, but the other two changes I think are very good. It's like more often than not, whenever they're trying to change something, it's for the worse. Like, I I feel like at least the tablet bit and the helmet communication bit are – going to greatly improve the quality of what we're watching on Saturdays. Yep. Congratulations, NCAA. You did the obvious. You were able to get that part of the process right, even if your college football life is dwindling now. Hey, under two feel, years. It feels like a big deal for them to even do the obvious stuff right, because for decades they have not even gotten the most basic things correct. So, no. uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give them credit for that. All right, we'll take your thoughts. Once again, the code of text line, 512-222-9328. The YouTube live chat is open as well. Appreciate all of you tuning in on a Friday. Uh, Before we get into some of the combine results from yesterday and maybe start to preview some of the weekend festivities coming up in Indianapolis, how about uh, a live read? Trey, you want to start things off with a, uh, a word from our friends at Big hat oh gosh here we go again i don't know how this ended up not on the tab that i thought it needed to be on but yes bighatspirits.com is the website they are making the cocktail in a can concept even better because they have a bunch of great flavors and it's also low in bs those flavors all involve real alcohol real kombucha no added sugar. They are gluten-free. No syrups added to these things. Uh, also non-GMO, BPA-free, 100% natural, real spirits. Uh, the flavors, everything from ranch water to the jalapeno ranch water, that margarita. You got the prickly pear, paloma, blackberry smoke, the Texas mule. And yes, for you non-alcohol fans, the margarita mocktail that Bucky talks about in the mornings. I'm going to suggest that you go to their website, bighatspirits.com. Find out more info there. Learn all about the living legends that they're honoring on these cans. You can also, maybe most importantly, find out uh, where that Big Hat cocktail in a can can be purchased closest to you. There's a map just beyond the top of the webpage there. A bunch of Big Hat icons. Click that icon that's closest to where you are, and that's where you can get Big Hat Spirits cocktail in a can, bighatspirits.com. Absolutely. Shout out to Big Hat. And also, shout out to our man Tom McKay at AV Consultations. Give him a call, 512-255-8678 for the home TV setup of your dreams. If you want the uh, multi-screen man cave like I've got, if you want the giant living room TV setup with the surround sound like Trey's got, if you want the video game nook like Trey's got, if you want the home theater room, Whatever, it doesn't matter. Indoors, outdoors, in your home or at your place of business, AV Consultations will give you the customized TV set that you've always wanted. They will turn your dreams into reality and they will make your home the place to be for friends, for family, but most importantly, for yourself. Just give them a phone call, 512-255-8678 or check them out online at avconsultations.com. Trey, we had the uh, the weigh-ins yesterday for Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. Now we have the results from the on-field workouts for Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat as the defensive linemen went through their drills in Indianapolis yesterday. And no surprise at all, I, I think we've all known for a while just how athletic Byron Murphy is. 
He showed up and showed out at the combine yesterday. How about a 487 40 yard dash for a guy who's just shy of 300 pounds? I was the third fastest time for a defensive tackle yesterday. Also, a 33 inch vertical jump, which was the second best for any DT. Once again, this guy's six feet, 300 pounds, and he's putting together those numbers. We've all felt for a while that this dude was a lock to be a first round pick. He did nothing to hurt himself yesterday, Trey. Maybe a, a top 10 pick now with those sorts of results, dude. And even though we we predicted it, we called him just uh, causing to uh, or, or creating even more fans based on how he performs in Indianapolis. It's still crazy to hear some of those results. That dude is a freak. The Aaron Donald comparison may not ever be Aaron Donald. It may be another may never be another Aaron Donald. But yeah, he has that sort of potential in him for sure. About 28 reps of 225 pounds on the bench, which was third best for defensive tackles. So he's the third fastest and the third strongest of the 20-plus defensive tackles who are in Indy right now. That's that's an absurd combination right there. I don't know if you have the stats in front of him. Was anybody else even top five in both categories? Mm, I think the kid Fisk, Braden Fisk from Florida State, he ran the yeah. fastest 40, and I think he was fourth in terms of the bench. Like, he's also a, a probably a top 50 pick. Murphy's going to go before Fisk will, but that guy had a really, really good day out of FSU. But I, I think it's just those two. Like, they, they kind of separated themselves from an overall athlete standpoint at that position yesterday. They were fun to watch. Was Fisk the white dude that I saw running? Yeah. Yeah, he, he looked, he was he was definitely moving for his size too. He had a better 40 time than Murphy did. Yeah, I think he was in the four sevens, which he's a little yeah. smaller, little smaller than Byron Murphy, but still. And he uh, uh, he ran a four seven eight. And right as he crossed the finish line, he said, oh yeah, it was the funniest thing ever. Like the mics at the end of the finish line heard him. He knew he had crushed it. He knew he was picking him up and putting him down. He sets the... Not the record, but the fastest time this year for a defensive tackle when he literally goes, oh, yeah, right as he's hitting that 40th yard. Was he also paying tribute to the Kool-Aid man, too? I love that. He did make that joke on the NFL Network. I don't know. I don't know if that was part of the bid or he was just proud of what he had accomplished. But, yeah, he he's going to make an NFL team very happy, as is Byron Murphy. Uh, great, great showing for him yesterday. And it's Andre Sweat, uh, the biggest defensive tackle weighing in at the combine yesterday. As a matter of fact, he's the second biggest defensive tackle ever measured in the history of the NFL combine. Uh, no surprise he had the slowest 40 time. Now it's a 5-2-7. We're talking about a guy who's 366 pounds. I don't know how many people at that size in the world could come close to that type of 40 time. I will say this, though. He didn't participate in everything. He didn't do the bench press, which I was a little surprised to see. Really? He'll do that stuff in Austin at the pro day, I would guess. Okay. But he looked, he looked pretty good in the D line on field drills. Like I've got, got one clip here. We could talk over it. There's no sound like let's get for a guy, his size, a little bit of a stumble there, but moving the way that he does, he's got that bend of a guy who's probably 40 pounds lighter than him. He was picking him up and putting him down. And a lot of people who are in Indianapolis were pretty impressed with what they saw, despite the, massive size that T-Sweat showed up with. Yeah, I saw the drill where he you start out on the ground, you kind of do a little bit of a burpee to get up, and then you go back and forth between the pads. He looked good in that, too. Yeah, yeah You hate to put the caveat for his size, but like even if you were 15, 20 pounds lighter, he still would have been moving really well. I hate to see the stumble on that other drill, but it's just it's one drill. Yeah. We were really going to crucify a guy because he because he stumbled right there. The bench press part surprises me, though, and that may actually cost him some draft status. Maybe there's a slight injury issue and they want to protect him. And But I, I, as long as he does that bench press for Texas Pro Day, there won't be too much of a red flag, I'm guessing, unless it's a bad number. Yeah. At that point, you do start asking more questions. Yeah, you can't really fudge the bench, right? Like, you know, you can run a faster 40 time on your home track. You can do things to, I guess, speed that up. But 225 yeah. on a bench is 225. So, and yeah, maybe Sweat just wants a little bit more time to work on that before he has to actually do it when it counts. Yeah, if I were him, I would have waited on the, the 40 bit, even though it's still faster than you or I would run. 
and would do the bench press thing. But yeah, you, there's no stumbling on the bench press. You're right about that. You don't accidentally trip over your your left arm and you can't continue the bench press or it uh, throws you off just a little bit. You're, whatever that sheer number is, is what you can push up and then let back down. And by the way, I say that also wanting people to know I'm not overvaluing the bench press. I couldn't care less what a quarterback is benching at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But for a position like that, where you are using your arms like that, so there's a functionality to that motion. Yeah, that shit matters. Yeah, watching T-Sweat move the way that he did, caveat, at his size, like impressive, number one. Number two, it made me think, okay, if this guy drops like 15 to 20 pounds, how, how well could he move then? And that's what we thought T-Sweat was going to do. Like, I was a little surprised that he weighed in at 366 yesterday. I thought he maybe he did try and he couldn't. But I don't know if he even tried to shed that type of weight. I thought he was going to try to be like 345, 350. And look, the season ended. Today's March 1st. Uh, Texas's last game was January 1st. So it's not like he had a ton of time to shed that much weight. But he didn't shed any of it. I, I thought he would try to be lighter so he could look a little bit more mobile than he actually did. So it's like, yeah, if he does try to lose weight now... How good can he look at the pro day here? And obviously when we get to training camp in the fall. Teams that are potentially drafting him are talking with him about that. I know we had, I forget who the insider was, who said that that weight's not a problem, but that's eyeball test stuff right there. And that's the same thought that I had too. Caveat, for a size, everything uh, looked really good, but it felt (laughs) like it could be a little bit better. Yeah. I said this with Bucky this morning. I'll say it again. Like there are teams that saw Tavondre Sweat Way at 366, they pulled out their red Sharpie, drew a big cross right over to Vondre Sweat's name. I think that's a mistake, but like that, that would be a turnoff for some teams. Now, it only takes one team to draft you, and I sure as hell believe there's way more than one team interested in Vondre Sweat, even at that mid-360 bill. But there are some teams who are like, yeah, that's, that's just too big. Like we, we don't want to spend a premium pick, even if it's not a first. T-Sweat's probably going in the second. We don't want to spend a premium pick on a guy that we might have to worry about his weight and how much he could stay on the field for us. That's just not something some teams even want a chance. I completely miss what happened with Jalen Ford yesterday. How'd he do? Nothing. We all missed it. I don't know what happened with Jalen Ford. He did the vertical jump, which he did very well. He was top 10 for linebackers. Oh, that's cool. He did the broad jump, which I think he jumped over three broads. I'm not mis- no, that's not how it works. He did the broad jump and had a, a very good result there. Must have been midgets. Yeah. It, Excuse me. Well, I guess if they're like laying side to side. No, for that. Yeah. He's jumping over the top of people. Then we got a shitty dunk contest recap here. Clearly so, better in geometry than I was. You must have been horrible because I got a seven on a geometry test once. Terrible, yes. And I liked math, too. Geometry just broke my brain. Yeah, shapes don't belong there. That's oh, exactly. It. We need numbers here. Yeah, and quit with, the, quit with the letters, too, calculus. Like, what do we... Yes. Bad bits all around. But that was it for Jalen Ford. So I was watching the Combine all day yesterday, and I'll be watching it again today and tomorrow and Sunday. And I didn't see Jalen Ford run the 40. I'm like, okay, well, a lot of guys skip the 40, but then they just do the on-field drills. Jalen Ford didn't do those either. So he literally did the vert, he did the broad jump, and that was it, which leads me to believe that there's a chance he tweaked something yeah. at the combine. I haven't heard anything. I, I checked the insider sites too and haven't seen anything super concrete about what the injury could have been. Uh, maybe this was planned. Maybe Jalen Ford's like, hey, I'll do the rest of the stuff at the pro day. And he wouldn't be the first and he won't be the last guy to make that type of decision when it comes to the scouting combine. So, yeah, a little disappointed. I was hoping to, to see what Jalen Ford could do. I thought it was a good opportunity for him to showcase his athleticism. Uh, but whether it was injury-related or he just said, no, I'll wait till Austin, he he didn't do anything more than those two. Okie dokie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that was it. Those were the three Longhorns who participated yesterday. The other eight will do their business over the next three days. I guess the biggest question I think every Texas fan has, and a huge question around NFL circles too, how fast does Xavier Worthy run the 40? And our man CB, Worthy's only doing the 40, the vertical, and the broad jump. So he won't be doing any of the drills. He'll do that stuff at the pro day in Austin. Uh, but the 40 time, like that's, 
That's what can make this dude a lot of money. You brought that up yesterday. Yeah. I think most people feel like Byron Murphy is going to be the first Texas player drafted. Well, if Xavier Worthy pulls a John Ross, remember John Ross out of Washington ran a 4-2-2, which was the combine record. He went from, I don't want to say a nobody, but like probably a second or third round pick. He, go, he went in the top 10. He went ninth overall to Cincinnati. Didn't do shit in the league. But like that, that could happen. If Xavier Worthy is flirting with the 4-2-2, then... Okay, he probably is a lock to be a first-round pick, and he might go relatively high in that first round. And Xavier Worthy was and is a better wide receiver than John Ross was when he was coming out of college. So, yeah, yes. if he puts up those numbers, then watch out. And I don't fault him, by the way, for not going through the catch drills. I think that he can tell teams, look, look what's happened the last three years. Yeah, there were some drops issues years one and two. There was a broken hand in year two that affected things. But last year, he really got his act together with regards to catching the football. And I got to give him credit, too, because he got better as a punt returner catching the ball in traffic. That was something he was not comfortable with last year. And if there was a drops issue for him early in the season, it had more to do with that than dropping footballs uh, as a pass catcher. So, uh, for him to skip out on that is not as big of a deal, in my opinion, as like Tavondre Sweat quick uh, not doing the bench press for at least right now. Yeah, 10 drops for Xavier Worthy in 2022. He trimmed that number in half, just five last year on a lot of targets and a lot of catches too. So yeah. I still think that's look, hands, but more so durability, probably the biggest question for Xavier Worthy just because he's so small and he's a buck 65 soaking wet. So there are going to be some teams who are like, yeah, we can't take a chance on that. There'll be plenty of teams who look at guys like Devontae Smith and say, no, like, you know, he's fast. He could catch. He can get open. We'll find space for him. He could still be a really, really impactful player for us. Devontae Smith, I like that comparison. I actually like the Justin Jefferson comparison with him, too. I think he, Jefferson may be a little bit bigger, but they have similar types of games, and turning, including being able to line up all over the field, uh, doing a great job running routes, and then also uh, catching passes and and blowing the top off of an opposing defense. Let me ask you this. I'll give you a number for an over-under for Xavier Worthy. I'll say 4-3-2. Over means 4-3-2 or higher. Under means 4-3-1 or lower. What are you going with? I'm leaning under. I think that he has a chance to crack into the 4-2s. Yeah been sleeping on that a little bit i know he talked about it at his presser earlier today but i i really he's got that sort of potential so if he runs his an a plus 40 yeah he's going to end up in the upper four twos he said that he's going to break the record i don't believe that's going to happen but upper four twos is reasonable yeah i think so too like it's hard to be disappointed with like a four three one or a four three two because that's still going to be one of the fastest times there yeah, but if that's what it is, I'll be a little bit upset. I'm just like, damn, I, I've been leading myself to believe that, yeah, in one of those two tries, he's going to be able to crack 4-3, um, but we'll see. We will see. Texas could have two 4-2 guys before it's all said and done. Who's the other one? Keelan Robinson. Ooh, Okay. Robinson, in my opinion, just based on watching those guys outrun defenders is a little bit quicker than Xavier Worthy is. Wow. All right. Yeah. The, both of those guys will run tomorrow. Today, it's the tight ends and the DBs. Tomorrow is QBs, running backs, and wide receivers, and Keelan's in that running back category. So, man, that'd be crazy if, uh, if both of those guys were 4-2. If either one of those guys was there, that'd be special, but two of them be a great look for Texas. Uh, what else are you looking at the most over these next three days? You know, besides the worthy forty, Tom. Which player? Which drill? What thing? In regards to the University of Texas guys up there, what's uh, what's going to be catching your attention? I'm really hopeful that Jordan Whittington puts up a nice display, and I think he will too. We saw him finally get that extra gear back at the end of his Texas career that was so apparent as he was leading Cuero to a state championship before coming to Austin making guys miss in small space, outrunning guys occasionally here and there too. I think that uh, some of the uh, change of direction stuff, he's going to blow a lot of people away. I'm curious to see what the 40 time ends up being. He's not going to be lightning fast per se, but if he can get it below four or five, I think that would serve him really well. And then uh, also the catch drills too, because he does need to 
know, prove himself once again is the right word, but he had some drops issues at times in 2023. So to go out there and run clean catch drills, much as or whereas it doesn't make sense as much for Xavier Worthy to do that, somebody like uh, Jordan Whittington should be trying to do everything, and he's going to do that anyhow. That's the type of player that he was. He was all about the little things, even if he wasn't the guy in that receiving room. Yeah, and he couldn't practice at the Senior Bowl because he was dealing with a hamstring injury. So I think he missed out on an opportunity to kind of prove his worth to NFL people. And he is a borderline draft pick right now. So I agree with you. Like, he needs to be doing as much as he can. And he will, as long as he's healthy enough to be out there as much as possible tomorrow. But yeah, he's he's got to... Uh, you know, he, he needs this more than just about any other Longhorn because, once again, he's in that day three UDFA conversation right now. Damn, dude, that's a bummer to hear about that hamstring injury. And CB just told yeah. us that it's keeping him from running tomorrow, too. He's only going to do the bench press right now. So hopefully he gets that opportunity at Texas Pro Day. But that's pretty bad for a dude who is has uh, dealt with questions about injuries throughout his career. He's stayed much healthier over the last few seasons, but for that to rise up right now, it's just terrible timing for him. Yeah, feel for the kid. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to see A.D. Mitchell and what he runs. Uh, I think he's a 4-4 type of guy, and if that's the case for a guy who's 6-4 who has the hands and body control that we saw this past season in Austin, then uh, he's got a shot to be a first-round pick. And then I, I really want to know, like, the offensive line, if you're going to miss one day of combine stuff, it's Sunday because that's the O-line. It is kind of fun to just watch guys at that size, just athlete the way that they do. But I, I want to hear more than I want to see. I want to hear what Daniel Jeremiah and Charles Davis and Bucky Brooks and Rich Eisen and all the guys on the NFL Network, what do they have to say about Christian Jones? Because I, I have no idea where that guy is going to get drafted. I've seen mock drafts that have him going in the third round, Trey. And then I've seen some that have him going in the sixth round. Like, really, once you get past the first two, nobody really knows what's going to happen. It's kind of a crapshoot. But, like, do, do NFL people, do they, like, are they going to be talking about Christian Jones? Like, oh, he's, he could be a starter right away in the league. Or is he expected to be drafted as, like, a, you know, development project, a sixth offensive lineman, that swing guy? Like, I, I just want to know what the verbiage is surrounding Christian Jones on Sunday. I'd like to think that he's going to walk away from Indy with a slightly improved draft stock, if nothing else. I think he's going to test fine. And as Kevin Dunn talked about on the three to five show yesterday, because uh, Christian was one of their clients when he was working for a different firm than what he is now. He is an awesome kid too. Very bright. You saw somebody who came in and really put the effort in to develop as a player in his time in college. And that resonates with pro teams too, because they know that he'll be willing to put that sort of work in uh, on top of uh, just being a great conversation. And again, uh, getting the testing portion of things right too. I expect him to be in the league as an offensive tackle for a long time. You think he's a tackle versus a guard? Like there are some folks who think he might have to make the switch to guard just to have the most success in the NFL. Sure, he can be good as a guard too, but I hate when when teams do this. I realize that a guy size-wise may not project. Christian Jones graded out better at right tackle than Kelvin Banks did at left tackle a lot of games this year. Give him an opportunity at right tackle. If you eventually have to kick him inside, Okay, but let him have that shot. He has proven the ability to play that particular position on the offensive line well. Give him a chance there. Yeah, he had a very good season, and you know we're prisoners of the moment, and we fall victim to recency bias a lot. It sucks that Christian Jones' worst game was his last game, and he was going up against a guy who might be a first-round pick, Washington edge rusher Braylon Trice, who that guy's a freaking monster. I want that dude on my NFL team. It'll be so much nicer to root for him instead of against him. Uh, but, like, tries ate his lunch at the Sugar Bowl, especially on that final four-play sequence. Like, he was winning every single down against Christian Jones. So, uh, that sucked, but don't don't take away from the year that Christian Jones had overall. And I agree. Like, he showed that he can be a very, very good right tackle in major college football, which means I think he's got a shot to – I think he's ever going to be an all-pro, but at least be a capable starter at that spot on Sunday. Yeah, and I'd say look at the two-year stretch, too, because that improvement really started back in 2022. So it's not like this is not a flash-in-a-pan season for him. It, it was a two-year thing where he was starting to turn some heads, and it was a huge deal when he decided to come back 
for that final season last year, just adding to the continuity of the O-line and also somebody who provides all conference caliber snaps out there. Bingo. Shout out to uh, Akota Texter. Once again, 512-222-9328. A 512 number says, happy I found you guys again. I didn't know this existed, but excited to be here and hear y'all's point of view. Hook them. I think uh, because of the news that dropped in the Austin media landscape yesterday, there are some folks who are just finding out about us for the first time. So welcome. If this is your first day tuning in to TSU, thanks for stopping by. Uh, we're not downsizing. We're not laying people off. The lights are staying on here. So come join the party. We're having a great time. Yes, and uh, BK and I are happy to uh, to rain on comment sections to let people know about Texas Sports Unfiltered. For any of you who have done so as well, because I've seen some of that, thank you so much. We really appreciate you uh, passing along the word on our behalf. In a lot of ways, that's more effective than either he or I uh, talking about these things. So thank you. We have a lot of fun. We believe that this product is not only informative, but also wildly entertaining. We can do things that uh, a lot of other folks who uh, talk about Texas sports can't do uh, for a variety of reasons. But uh, thank you so much for the support. It's uh, awesome to get to be a part of this deal. Yeah, and I'm glad you thanked the folks who share the word about us because every time I try to do that, I get blocked. So you people don't get blocked when you do that. Thank you for being our mouthpiece to let folks know about TSU. Oh, is that right? You got blocked somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where? The old place. They completely blocked you? Yep. Got unblocked. Talked him out of it. But I was blocked. It's kind of right when Texas Sports Unfiltered was starting. I was like, let me go ahead and spam everything and uh, see what we can do. And they're like, yeah, F that. We're out. We are out. Shout out to Jeff, by the way. Jeff became a, a TSU agent. That's what we call our subscription members. And Jeff uh, just joined us today. We appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. And uh, yeah, thanks to all of you. We're about to hit 7,500 YouTube subscribers and we've been around for less than six months. So uh, y'all have been great. And uh, we're going to keep spreading the word to the masses about what we are building here. What does subscriber require? It requires a very expensive $5 a month. And it gets you a badge next to your name. It gets you the use of emojis when you're commenting. And most importantly, it gives you access to additional giveaways. We do plenty of giveaways to everybody on Texas Sports Unfiltered, but we will have agent-only, well, that's our thing now, agent-only giveaways uh, every month. So if you win one of those prizes, which I think a lot of people are, it is going to make your uh, small investment very, very worth it. There are podcasts that do subscriber-only events where it's like, a, let's call it a Saturday or Sunday night or something where everybody's hanging out on a Zoom call, essentially. And you'll have the, the main TSU people, but others can participate, not just in terms of text, but your video is on, so or you can keep it off. But uh, you can ask questions or make comments about the shit that we've been talking about. I think that would be a lot of fun to do with some of these people. Mm, good bit. Hadn't thought about that yet. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Maybe some discount codes for from some of our sponsors that will be exclusive to TSU agents. We'll, we'll make it worth your while. We promise. And you don't have to. You can still watch for free. You're still supporting us. We appreciate that. Yeah, but this just you so gives you gives you that extra level. It shows your support, but it also gives you that extra level of uh, reward from us as well. Okay, uh, before we get to where are we at in society, how about a word from our friends at Covert BK? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert BK. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And one last promotion for me about this event coming up tomorrow. We've been talking about it all week long on TSU. I want to make sure everyone knows that they are invited to my 30th birthday bar tab. We'll be celebrating Wags, too. Today is Wags's birthday, and he's going to be there tomorrow as well. Oh, he Trey is going to be back for that. That's great to hear. Yeah, he, he was back on the show. To, oh, my God. 
Dude, Wags, Wags was driving to Maryland to go to his grandmother's funeral. Rest in peace. It's a 21-hour drive from Austin to where he was going in Maryland. He made it to Memphis, which is about nine hours from Austin, and he got sick and started throwing up and had to, like, sleep in a, oh, what was it, McDonald's, Arby's, Burger King? Had to sleep in a parking lot for a few hours until he felt good enough to drive again, and then he made the decision. He's like, I don't want to go anymore. So he, he turned around. Oh. He basically did an 18-hour round trip to his house. Oh, my God. God, man, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So thankfully, he's feeling better, um, and you know, he's he's uh, he's okay with not being able to attend the funeral, at least according to him. Uh, but he will be there tomorrow, so that's good news. I hate that that happened to him, but I'm glad he will be there. You'll be there. Bucky will be there. Jeff might be there. I think Chip and Zay are coming. A lot of us, a lot of our great sponsors, a lot of uh, you know, some of my childhood friends will be there. So y'all can heckle them and hear more stories about me and uh, most importantly you people we want to see all of you people there bring your spouse bring a friend it's uh, an open party tomorrow afternoon at kelly's irish pub on old torf and south first street from four to six you know who else will be there you yeah okay but also danny the doritos vodka no, Danny is what we're calling him. I just I decided to to give the Doritos vodka a human name. Danny Dorito. Danny Dorito <laughs> of vodka. Oh man. Yeah, it'll be a nice size tab though. So uh beers will be on us. Thanks to Altstead Beer for making that happen. All right, Trey. Uh live or recorded for our friends at Pest Wranglers this afternoon. Let's go record it. I'll make sure to do a live on the 3 to 5 show today. Here we go. Hey, it's Steve from Pest Wranglers, and I don't know of a single mosquito that owns a home with a backyard, but they sure like to hang out in your yard and make you miserable. Pest Wranglers can fix that for you. Our mosquito treatments are designed to kill adult mosquitoes as well as keep mosquito larvae from developing for up to three weeks. Use us all summer or just once before that big party. No contract, no hassles, no blood-sucking mosquitoes. Check out our reviews and see what others are saying about Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers, effective, reliable, affordable. Online at PestWranglers.com. Where are we at in society today? No, Danny. There are going to be plastic shot glasses. Yes, it is the time for those stories that show we as a people uh, are screwed, essentially. We're going to lose a war to robots. We're going to lose a, a war with ourselves, with our own egos. And sometimes I decide to go in a different direction. But we need to bring a story back from yesterday having to do with a truly bizarre, pathetic band breakup in the hardcore genre, which if you didn't hear yesterday, it's got some punk elements, some metal elements. These are supposed to be tough guys here screaming into microphones. But a singer of a hardcore band in Nashville, uh, his, the band is broken up as a result of him dosing a bandmate with estrogen in an attempt to steal his fiance. Wow. I mean, the headline in itself is good enough, but the fact that there are additional details added to this story this makes this thing even better so the band's name is yorona l-l-o-r-o-n-a by the way i spent 30 minutes trying to find contact info or a last name for any of the band members and got completely stonewalled i can usually find something and make a feeble effort this story is blown up nationally by this point, I'm assuming, so uh, they probably had to delete everything. There is no sign of this band anywhere, including their music, which is making me wonder if it's just completely made up. Huh. So you, you can't find their music anywhere? can't even find their fucking music, dude. Wow. SoundCloud, Spotify, nothing? There's a La Llorona, because I think it's a like a folk creature in Spanish lore, or Mexican lore. Okay. But yeah, there is no sign of this band. I wanted, I was willing to risk the demonetization bit and play some of Yorona's music on this show. I don't have any of that to play. Couldn't even mm. tell you what the music sound like, sounds like other than the fact that it's hardcore. But assuming that this story is true, here's what happens. The band shared a story on their Instagram page 
earlier this week claiming that their vocalist, Diego is his name, attempted to force a transition on his supposed pal by giving him pre-workout drinks laced with the female hormone, estrogen. The vocalist's goal, according to the Post, was to make himself look more manly compared to his love rival so Diego could, quote, swoop in. The band's Post called it a stupid caveman mindset that makes zero sense. Isn't the caveman mindset not trying to uh, slip estrogen into somebody's pre-workout, but rather just hitting them over the head and taking over from there? Uh, I don't know, but I do know, as the great Ellen DeGeneres once said, stop preying on downfalls and start partaking in them. And that's what this guy did. <laughs> he didn't want to just hope something was going to happen that was going to cause him and his girl to split up. He decided to take charge to make sure that he was going to land that girl. I respect the hustle. In the most passive-aggressive, beta, male, fucking hardcore lead singer way possible. Why don't you just, like, like set him up around a hot chick? Like, pay off a hot chick. Be like, hey, like, I will pay you to go dance on him in front of his wife. I will pay you to take him home and slip, like, a hidden camera. Like, that's it's messed up. You shouldn't do that. But, like, that's what you do in that situation, right? Like, isn't that way easier than doing what this guy did? Oh, we do have a quote from Diego on that exact thing. And his quote is, but that's not how I want to process my feelings. I don't really want to do that. Just let me be me. Let me live the real version of me, please. Is Diego the guy who did the drugging or who got drugged? Did the drugging. Okay. I, I could, uh, after all that estrogen, I could see the guy who did get drugged uh, talking like that. Well, he has a higher level of estrogen than, than many males, I am guessing. Van <laughs> did continue in that Instagram post. We've decided to part ways with our vocalist, Diego, due to the admission of very disturbing and concerning behavior towards one of our band members and their partner. Neither the band nor the members involved responded to the New York Post questions about the claims. And uh, this post has gained major attention on Instagram with millions of views and more than 100,000 likes after a hardcore music account posted about it on X, formerly Twitter. Uh, commenters were wrapped by the story, the details of which the post could not verify. Quote, being so obsessed with a woman that you try to force her boyfriend to change his gender is kind of like a, the sort of thing that only happens with Greek legends. That's rock and roll right there, baby. I hear that story, and that's all I think about. Like That's what being a rock star is all about. Doing if rock stuff. and roll were disco, you are correct about that. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so the reason why I think there's some credence to your skepticism is, like, why would they post this? Right? Like, if you're breaking up as a band because of this, I get it, but just tweet, like, hey, we're done. Uh, for what you don't even have to say the reason, just say, ah, you know, we're, we're going separate ways, we're no longer a band. Thank you all for your support. Goodbye. But instead, they posted this and gave all of these details. Doesn't this feel like, uh, yeah, they're just trying to get some attention? People are now talking about these guys, no one had ever heard of them before a couple of days ago. Now, all of a sudden, they're like a viral thing. So then it just sets them up for a comeback here at some point in the next couple of weeks. Viral thing, but can't be found anywhere. And you may be wondering, well, how was this even discovered to begin with? The Instagram post actually describes that too, with Diego admitting to being obsessed with said partner and had been attempting to sabotage the relationship by cutting pre-workout that he frequently gift uh, got gifted from his job with high amounts of estrogen. He had been attempting to force a transition onto this other band member for five months. He had been feeding him estrogen for five months. God. The band member probably started uh, started growing buds and was maybe becoming more emotional when watching movies and TV shows. But ultimately, I don't know if it worked on uh, allowing Diego to steal the girlfriend away from his guitarist. So how did he find out? Yeah, he just one day woke up and he's like, something's not right. And then he started just, okay, what what's changed? What's different in my life right now? What are we doing? And then I guess he put it together that it was his buddy who was putting shit in his pre-workout. Well, not Diego shit. got drunk and admitted it. Oh, did you say that already? 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, that's hilarious then, idiot. Way to go, Diego. You could have made the full transition. You could have had this guy on the cover of a magazine. Instead, now he's just half pregnant. He's he's half on his way and probably kept his girl too. This is wow. where I think that the story is probably complete bullshit because Diego is the vocalist. His guitarist name, it gets to that in the Instagram post too. The guitarist name is Six X S I X X. So the number six spelled out with an extra X. Who's this, Elon Musk's kid? There are a lot of stupid fucking names that kids are being called nowadays in an effort to be unique. They're just going with the Costanza bit, right? You know, seven was the name in Seinfeld. They're just taking one off of that and going with six. That's got to be fake. You know, that's, that's just a guy trying to sound cool being in a band and giving himself that. Six is so cool that he doesn't even capitalize the S. At the start Whoa. of his name. So two X's. What is this? WNBA team? Yeah, lowercase S I X X. this is great. This is great. This is uh one of my favorite stories that you've ever had and where are we at in society today? Like I imagine being that desperate for anything in your life to do something like that. This is your friend too. It's not just a random person. Like, all right, you can do weird stuff to a stranger in an effort to give yourself a leg up in this life, but to do that to a friend, a guy that you see every single day, try to steal his girl. Dude, there's other women out there. You realize that, right? It's like 4 billion others that you can find. That's some beta male bullshit right there. No way. Please do make it out to Kelly's tomorrow. I've got a shot of Danny Dorito flavored vodka waiting for you. Is this, uh, is this stuff reversible? This like hormone, this estrogen treatment, or is like this ah. everything that's happened to him because of these estrogen powders is like that's stuck with him. Like he can't revert back to the level of man he was before. No, your estrogen levels will go back down. Okay. He's like overdose on testosterone to make sure that his uh, equilibrium is back to where it should be. <laughs> He'll have to do some TRT. You may be right about that. No, we actually... Believe it or not, and God, this is going to lend itself to some jokes, I guess. Uh, we actually produce estrogen. Guys produ produce estrogen. It's just a, a much smaller amount than women. And women produce testosterone, some more than others. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Yeah, I'm out on those. <laughs> yeah. That, that, does that lead to an Adam's apple or something like that? That's a great question. I don't I don't know about that. Maybe. It's possible. So I see I see Zay in the waiting room and I, I'm looking at my phone. I don't know if you saw Chip's text. Chip no. says, Huge apologies. My dog has the runs and I'm home alone. Trying to let him crap again before I start the show. So that's, well, that's where Chip is. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you calling BS on that one? No, I'm saying what he's dealing with is his dog. It's a giant load of shit, a wet, messy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So Chip will join us here momentarily as uh, we get things. Does Chip have a backyard? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Now it is suspicious. What? Like, oh, just leave the dog out in the back and come up and do the show? Yeah. Can he let the dog back in? Is that the concern? He just wants to make sure the dog is, although I don't know if you want a dog inside if he's got the bubble guts, you know? 
No, you want the dog to stay outside. <laughs> Otherwise, that's going to be a problem for the entire show. He's going to have the dog right there next to him. Is he doing some testing? Some stool sampling? Hershey squirting all over or all around, not all over, all around Chip's feet. Hmm. Get that dog some rice. It'll be all right. Back things that, up. Does that power. work for dogs too? Rice yeah. toast in a banana? I don't know about the toast in the banana, but yeah, get some white rice. Yeah, it'll back them up, clog things up in there. And yeah, that should be fine. It works for Champ here whenever he has problems, but. Oh, you've tried this on Champ. Not That's good to know. I've never, yeah. I've never gone that route before. I just throw the dogs outside. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you want to throw some chicken in there, but. Yeah, for the most part, rice is where it's at. So, there you go. Well, I'm sure uh, you and Chip will be talking plenty of combine today, and I think Chip's about to pop on. But uh, initial thoughts from what you saw from T. Sweat and Byron Murphy in Indy yesterday, Zay? Boys are moving, man. Boys are moving. You know, Javondre Sweat's always going to be about his weight, but, you know, he's just the best guy. Like, he was joking the whole time there. Obviously, he took the drill serious, but when it came to his interviews and talking to the people, like, Javondre Sweat's just a good person to have on your roster because, you know, you know how intense the – national football league can be and when you have guys like that that can just you know make things light and keep things fun and exciting you need certain guys like that and i think t sweat whenever team picks him up he'll fit in very nicely in the locker room yeah but i think he was joking at least i hope he was joking when he was asked about his weight and he said quote i know myself and i know my body and i know i can't just sit around for weeks or just a week because if I sit down for a week, I gain about 30 pounds. <laughs> like, don't joke like that, T-Sweat. Don't take money out of your pocket. That's, that's my only advice to players. Yeah. Don't cost yourself money. Like, I don't care what you do. Go to 6th Street, do whatever you want. Better not get caught. Because don't cost yourself money. I mean, don't don't say you gain weight easily if you've got a little bit of a weight problem. Don't say that the earth is flat. Don't say that planets in outer space are fake. Like there's just certain <laughs> things you should keep to yourself this time of year. Yes. Well said, Trey Elling. Uh, how's your dog, Chip? I'm scared to death. <laughs> I'm scared to death. We just like I just cleaned the house because my wife's been out of town and She's coming back. She's been at the Home Builders show in Vegas. And so I'm trying to do nice things. We're all excited about coming to BK's birthday party. And then all of a sudden, my dog, who I've, gets diarrhea, and I've never had this happen. I don't know what he ate. I'm like, I haven't given him a minute. He hasn't been in the garbage. And I'm just hoping, you know, that he's empty for the next couple hours. You know what I mean? Because... Mm. Uh, who knows what's what's going on? If he barks, I may have to jump off because the good thing about my dog is that he will bark when he has to go outside. So, but yeah, it's very very courteous neighbor that you're being, not letting him just uh, yap away outside. Yeah, well, good luck, dog emodium. Yeah, I didn't know there was such a thing because mm -hmm. I need I need some. But so is the dog right next to your feet right now? Yeah. Yeah. He's in his little, he's in his little, uh, little, whatever they call it, little doggy bed. I mean, what are the odds here that he's just going to lay some chocolate syrup down at your feet? Right, It's now? possible. <laughs> uh, it's possible. And I'm excited about the show. I mean, I am. I, I've, I got thoughts on the, on the combine and we talked to, uh, RT today and, um, you know, Texas baseball, big weekend. Yeah. And I got to hear, you know, what level of pettiness my man Zay has discovered. Zay with a, like, clean new haircut, looking good. Oh, you see that? Fresh. Yeah. Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah. Looking, looking, looking clean. Thanks, You man. like it? 
It's all right. It's all right. All right. Yeah, it's fine. We can talk about we'll it. We'll see if I get catcalled by somebody <laughs> walking down the street or something. I'll let you know. That means yes. Well, tomorrow at at uh, BK's birthday party, we'll see if you get catcalled in the in the bar. Oh, will the breezies be out for BK's thirtieth? Okay, of course. The breezies okay. are always out for BK. Come on. Plus, I was gonna cat call you, my gum bro. Uh, the- uh, <laughs> there's always that. All right, all right. I think it's y'all's time to go. Great show, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh.